0: Hello, I'm Rob, and welcome to this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News for the 22nd of February 2023.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Black Country Talking News, brought to you by the sight loss charity Beacons. .org forward slash talking news as a podcast via services such as Apple or Spotify or as a free CD. Simply contact Beacon Centre on 01902 880 111.
0: We hope you enjoy this week's edition. Reading this week we have myself Rob, Christine, Angela, Ian, Liz, Helen, Mina, Pete, Mary, Simon, and of course not forgetting, Flashback Roger. In this week's edition we have local news for the Black Country, an update from Beacon, including the Lifestyle Newsletter for March, our fortnightly bulletin of practical information and sight loss tips, the quiz with Mina, the latest news from Wolves and West Bromwich Albion, a Did You Know section of Flashback Roger, the weather for the week ahead, and part two from Scottish author Liz McIntyre-Allen's bestseller, Love Letters from a Desert Rat. Local news to start though, with Liz, Christine, Ian, but first, it's Angela.
2: Dudley town bosses will be giving children in the borough a better start in life with the help of almost £4 million in funding. The £3.7 million for Dudley Borough's Family Hubs and Start for Life programme has come from the government. Some of the money will fund the Family Hub Network, which will see an existing five family centres become hubs. Dudley Council said the programme will work with parents to give every child in the borough the best start for life by building on family strengths and improving support for expectant and new parents. Start for Life funding will specifically help to strengthen parenting support with a focus on parent and infant emotional relationships, early language and infant feeding. It will also offer access to information about local services for families in the period from conception to two years of age, known as the first 1001 days. The network will aim to provide a welcoming experience and an integrated service offering advice and support for all families with children up to the age of 19 or age 25 if the child has special educational needs or disabilities. Children's Services Cabinet Member Councillor Ruth Buttery said, As a child-friendly council, we strive to put infants, children and young people at the heart of all we do. We want to develop partnerships and teams within the Family Hub Network to support families in the start-for-life period. Services offered will include midwifery, health visiting, early years specialists, early help. It will be home to other key organisations and workers, including the community, voluntary and faith sectors. We need to work in equal partnerships with parents and families to ensure our network of support is evaluated and constantly improved across the borough. A parent and carers forum will be developed to help do this. We will make sure they are accessible to all and act as a base to help us build stronger relationships with partners and families in the borough, with the end goal to ensure our children and young people have all the help they need to meet their full potential.
1: A hotel in Wolverhampton is set to remain as a Nightingale Court for another year in a bid to cut the backlog of cases. Wolverhampton's Park Hall Hotel and Spa provides two Crown courtrooms and was converted into a Nightingale court in 2021. A total of 24 temporary courtrooms in Nightingale courts across England and Wales, which were set up to boost capacity during the pandemic, will remain open in 2023 to allow more cases to be heard. The government is investing £477 million over the next three years to tackle the Crown Court backlog, which significantly increased because of the pandemic. This includes allowing courts to run at full capacity, doubling the sentencing powers of magistrates and recruiting even more judges. The number of cases in the backlog fell by almost 800 cases in the last two months of 2022 after barristers ended strike action. Deputy Prime Minister, Lord Chancellor and Secretary of State for Justice Dominic Raab said, We are determined to provide the swift justice that victims deserve and Nightingale courts have a vital role to play as our justice system continues to recover from the unprecedented impact of the pandemic and last year's strike action. The Crown Court backlog is now falling once again and the continued use of these courtrooms will help to drive it down even
3: further.
4: A new app which will offer incentives like cinema tickets and food vouchers to people who eat healthily and exercise more has been launched in Wolverhampton and could help reduce pressure on the NHS. The government-backed trial, the first of its kind in England, will see people given free fitness trackers linked to the Better Health Rewards app. The trial will see people collect points over 20 weeks for each goal they complete, which can be exchanged for cinema tickets, clothes or food vouchers. The free app will generate personalised health goals for every participant, such as increasing their step count or eating more fruit and vegetables, in line with the Chief Medical Officer's Physical Activity Guidelines and the Eat Well Guide for a Health-Balanced Diet. It will include budget-friendly tips to support residents to develop healthier habits and the challenges have been designed to be completed anywhere, with no gym required. National supermarkets including Sainsbury's, Aldi, Morrison's, Tesco and ASDA will be participating in the scheme and hundreds of other rewards are on offer from the likes of Argos, Primark, M&S, John Lewis and Currys. Gyms and leisure centres across Wolverhampton, including Pure Gym, Places Leisure, Complexions and WV Active, are offering vouchers and discounts and users can also swap points for cinema tickets or family activities. Wolverhampton was appointed for the trial after an expression of interest due to one-third of the city being classed as physically inactive, with a below average number of adults eating their five a day. Councillor Ian Brookfield, leader of Wolverhampton Council, said, We are working hard to improve the overall health of everyone in Wolverhampton by providing innovative solutions which can help our residents get more active. This is an incredible opportunity for the people of Wolverhampton, so please sign up today. Adults aged over 18 who live in Wolverhampton can sign up by downloading the Better Health Rewards app via their app store, or they can search wolverhampton.gov.uk rewards to find out more. Up next,
0: we hear from Helen,
4: who of course has for us
0: the Beacon Update.
5: Hi everyone, it's Helen, back with your weekly Beacon Update. And this week we're starting by calling all community groups. That's because Beacon sight loss awareness training course is now taking bookings. Our session will help you understand the emotional impact of sight loss, learn about different eye conditions and how to guide someone with a visual impairment. To find out more about the course, call 1902 880 or email inquiries at beaconvision.org. Next, we have got some big news at Beacon HQ and we can hardly contain our excitement. We'll be able to reveal all on the 28th of February. You can check out our social media pages or our website or if you come in our centre, you'll find out then. But if you want to be the first in the know, you can sign up to our mailing list for an exclusive sneak peek. Just email us at supportus at beaconvision.org to make sure your name is on the list. What do you think it could be? Now, if you fancy getting out and about, meeting new people or even just trying something new in a friendly environment, our activity programme this week includes a doll drumming session and a community walk at Wolverhampton's Bantock Park. I love it there. It's a really beautiful park. You can find out more about the sessions on our website www.beaconvision.org or alternatively call us on 01902 880 Last this week we've got a big thank you it was a very special one too to the students of the heart and soul community cic who've been redecorating our lifestyle center the team and their tutor repainting the wall areas skirting boards and handrails to keep our center looking as smart as possible and help the students working towards qualifications including health and safety in construction we so appreciate all their hardware thanks guys that's it for this week i'll be back again soon bye bye
0: Now it's time to test your knowledge, as we have the quiz questions for this edition. And they're brought to us by Mina.
6: Hello and welcome to this week's Flashback Quiz. All the answers you need can be found later in Flashback Rogers' Did You Know feature. But for now, these are your questions. Here we go. Question 1. Are daffodils classed as producing a bulb? Question 2. How many bulbs are produced in Holland each year? Question 3. In what year did tulip mania end? Question 4. What was the weight of the world's heaviest bulb or corm? Question 5. In the language of flowers, what does the tulip represent? And finally, question six. What are purple tunips associated with? I will be back later to share the answers, but for now, best of luck.
0: Cheers to those questions, Mina. I'll get my mind working
4: on those. Up now, however, it's another block of local news. The culture of Ukraine will be celebrated through food, drink and dancing at a wire forest beauty spot. Bodenham Arboretum is hosting two evenings of Ukrainian cuisine in aid of the charitable foundation of Serhii Pritula, supporting the people of Ukraine. The evenings were the idea of owner James Binion, who said he felt the need to show his support for Ukraine and the many displaced citizens, three of whom he is now employing at his business in Wolverley. The themed dining events will take place on the evenings of Saturday the 4th and Saturday the 11th of March and the menu will comprise Ukrainian dishes such as traditional borscht and Holupsi, and the traditional welcome drink of holrilka. Within days of advertising the event, places were fully booked, and its popularity has prompted a second evening now too. Mr. Binion said, We have been overwhelmed by the response we have had. I truly have been touched by people's generosity of spirit. The aid organisation Serhii Pritula Foundation was the suggestion of Bodhanom's Ukrainian employees, and which provides military support to Ukrainian troops and humanitarian aid to civilians. Mr Binion said he was keen that the funds raised by the evening were given to a recognised charity that would ensure money would be utilised where it was needed most. He said, I did a little research myself and was impressed with what the Serhii Pretula Foundation had achieved, purely through crowdfunding, and they are proactive. It was recently reported that in just nine hours the Pritula Foundation raised $5.5 million from private donors to buy 50 FV-103 Spartans, tracked armoured personnel carriers, used by the British Army. Our contribution may not stretch as far as that, but I hope it will help in some way. Tickets cost £20 per head and £10 for children and can be purchased by contacting Bodnam Arboretum on 01562, 852444.
2: Four, four. Wolverhampton Music Services is launching out of school music sessions for children with SEND, special educational needs and disabilities. The sessions, starting next month at Action for Independence, Albert Road, will be run by Big Top Musical Adventures and have been devised following consultation with schools and local parents of children and young people with SEND. There will be weekly term time sessions for children with autism, social anxiety or learning disabilities, taking place on Tuesday evenings from 6.30 to 7.15pm. There will also be weekly Tuesday sessions with a change of focus each week, targeted at specific ages and needs, including sessions for under-11s with moderate learning difficulties, for 11-18 to 18 year olds with moderate or severe learning disabilities and for children and young people with profound and complex learning disabilities. Wolverhampton Music Services' Equality, Diversity and Inclusion Lead and Assistant Head Sarah Tully said, I'm delighted about the launch of our new inclusive music sessions, which will enable more children and young people to access meaningful music making. The Music Service is part of the Council's Educational Excellence team and we work together to understand priorities for embedding inclusion in our teaching and learning. We're trying to remove barriers for young people and we're working with Big Top Musical Adventures along with schools, parents and carers to tailor the sessions so that they are as engaging and enjoyable as possible. Councillor Chris Burden, the Wolverhampton Council's Cabinet Member for Education, Skills and Work, said this is a great opportunity for youngsters with SEND to enjoy some exciting music-making opportunities with Wolverhampton Music Service. This is sure to be popular, so I would encourage parents And guardians to book their place as soon as possible to avoid disappointment. For full details of the programme, please visit www.wolverhamptonmusicservice.org.uk forward slash inclusive out of school music sessions.
7: A group of female djs are ready to bring the noise in honor of International Women's Day. Ladyland returns to the New Hampton Arts Center in Wolverhampton on Saturday, March the 11th, for a night of dj sets with all proceeds raised from the event going to The Haven. Ladyland is a collective of female djs Allison, Becky, Dawn, and Lindsay who formed in March 2020 with a passion for music. The collective said it formed with three main aims, which were to celebrate International Women's Day, to give people a good party, and to try and raise as much money as possible for local charities. Previous Ladyland events have raised funds for Lotus Sanctuary, Wolves Waste Not, and Periods Matter. Music on the night will range from funk to soul, from electronica to indie, from disco to rare groove, from hip-hop to breaks, from reggae to dub, from World to New Wave, from House to Boogie and from Jungle to Rave. Tickets are on sale and are available directly from Newhampton Arts Centre, costing £7.50 in advance or £10 on the door. To find out more, go to newhamptonarts.co.uk forward slash events forward slash ladyland hyphen all hyphen girls hyphen sounds hyphen two, forward slash.
1: Budding artists are invited to try new skills at a series of workshops offering people the chance to produce a mini-magazine for patients and visitors to Wolverhampton's New Cross Hospital. Weekly workshops at Wolverhampton Art Gallery are starting on February 28th and continuing into March on Tuesday the 7th, 14th and 21st from 9am until noon. No prior skills are needed and participants don't need to bring any materials. The course, funded by the Royal Wolverhampton NHS Charity, aims to improve people's well-being by offering the opportunity to connect with others and practice creative mindfulness. Through the sessions, participants will learn new skills and produce their own artwork which they can keep and give as gifts. The four workshops will feature different mediums such as painting and printmaking and produce art which can be brought together into a zine or mini-magazine. Eleanor Cole, Arts and Heritage Coordinator at the Royal Wolverhampton Trust Charity said, Zines are a brilliant way to boost mood and create connection. We're really looking forward to reintroducing arts activity that will benefit the community as well as those visiting or being treated at New Cross. Each workshop will be led by a different local artist or arts group. As well as keeping their finished pieces, participants will receive three printed copies of their zine to give to friends or family. Printed canvases of several artworks created during the workshops will be displayed at New Cross Hospital. There are 12 places available on a first-come, first-served basis. People can book or get further information by emailing rwh-tr.fundraisingteam at nhs.net. Attendees are encouraged to attend all four workshops.
0: Time now for our latest edition of Sight Loss Tips, provided by the charity InfoSound. For further details on any of the items and practical information in this bulletin, you can also contact Beacon's team of sight loss advisors on 01902 880 111 and that number again 01902 880 111.
8: News and information about living with sight loss from InfoSound
9: Hello and welcome to this, the fourth edition of InfoShorts from InfoSound a brief bulletin of information including a handy hint or tip to help daily living with sight loss In this edition, audio described live performances locating something you've dropped and a tactile magnetic Ludo board game Now, you'll hear a few phone numbers and email addresses mentioned, and if you make a note of those, you can then follow up by talking to those who can tell you more about what we mention here.
3: You may well be familiar with audio description on the TV or with films, but live theatrical performances, musicals, dramas, comedies, even opera and dance can also be audio described. You just go along to the venue and put on a light headset, which is provided, and this enables you to hear the voice of a live audio describer in one ear, describing scenery, costumes, facial expressions, movement, and any other visual elements of a show. This description won't cut across what's happening on stage, as at the same time you can hear what's going on around you at the venue along with the rest of the audience. Not all shows are audio-described in this way. You might typically find a touring play, for example, could have just the one audio-described performance while it's at your local theatre. Bigger venues and main city theatres with shows that are on for a while might have more than one audio-described performance, but you will need to find out which performances are being audio-described. And some also offer pre-show touch tours, where vision-impaired members of the audience can explore the costumes and set before the show in a tactile way. You can often take a sighted companion with you, by the way. Vocalize carries out the majority of live performance audio description, and they also train others in this very specialist area of making live performance accessible. They produce information listing what's on where, and this can be found on their website at vocalize.co.uk. But you can also phone them on 020-7375-1043. That's 020-7375-1043 or email enquiries at vocalise.co.uk enquiries at vocalise.co.uk to ask for their latest What's On information in audio, large print
9: or braille.
8: InfoSound
9: now, on each edition of Info Shorts, we feature a handy hint, a helpful bit of advice about the practicalities of living with sight loss. Some you may know, some you may not. And providing a tip about finding dropped items this time is Anita Plant, Rehabilitation Officer and Low Vision Advisor at the national charity, the Partially Sighted Society. And, Anita, it can only take, what, a moment to drop something, but often an age to find it again, which is annoying to say that the least
10: yeah i think so um very frustrating so i've got a tip which involves how to find something fairly quickly if you've dropped it
9: and how how does it work tell please do
10: <laughs> okay so if you dropped something and you hear it's something that actually makes a sound where it's dropped you can use that sound by first of all pointing with your finger as to where you think it fell you would then take a step into that direction and then use a search pattern to find it. So historically, when we try to look for things, we kind of like haphazardly move our hands kind of all over the place, you know, getting frustrated, where is it, where is it? So what I'm saying is, what we need to do is to actually think about using a systematic pattern to search for that object. So say, for example, you've dropped something on the floor, you point to where you feel you've dropped it, you take a step over towards that sound. If you can, get onto the floor on your hands and knees, bring your hands together in front of your knees and then move both hands out, sort of just past each knee as far as you can go. Move the hand upper hand's length and then bring them back into the center again so what you're doing is you're using a systematic pattern to search the area where you heard that object drop
9: right so it's a methodical search pattern don't do it randomly Mm. take it calmly and slowly but methodically you're saying
5: yeah
10: if you're quite steady on your feet you could also use your feet in the same pattern it can help if you're barefoot because then you can feel it but if you can onto your hands and knees and then methodically search that area using a grid pattern
9: that's good advice thank you anita
3: InfoSound. and we finish this time with news that rnib has recently introduced a tactile magnetic ludo board game to its range of accessible toys and games The board has a standard layout and the game is played in the usual way, with the four magnetic tactile coloured counters competing to get around the board from the start to finishing area first. The first player to successfully move all their four counters around the board is the winner. The board has clear tactile markings for each starting circle, the track, home straight and home triangles. The coloured start squares on the board are marked with a tactile symbol to match the coloured counters. For example green has a tactile cross while red has a tactile dot. Each corner of the board has the colour of the starting circle in contracted braille and each square of the track has a braille number with numbers oriented in the direction of play. The round counters are magnetic and stick to the board when it's horizontal and each colour counter is marked with a tactile symbol, a dot, a single line, a double line or a cross. The game includes one tactile dice. The board measures 38 centimetres square and the game comes with a two-year manufacturer's warranty.
9: And so with that, we come to the end of this, the fourth edition of the Info Shorts Bulletin from InfoSound. Thank you for listening.
8: News and information about living with sight loss from InfoSound.
0: Coming up next on this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News, we have another block of local news.
1: Love was in the air for the tigers and red pandas at West Midland Safari Park this Valentine's Day. Keepers at the park near Beaudley made sure their animals didn't feel left out for February 14th by making large cardboard hearts and used their own versions of animal aphrodisiacs to tempt the couples closer. Those given the Valentine's attention were the park's female red panda, two-year-old Mylin, and her mate, four-year-old Sankra, as well as the residents in the park's newest attraction, Tiger Tropics. The female Sumatran tiger, Durga, and her mate, Nakal. For the tigers, it's not floral notes which get their hearts racing, but the aromas of ginger, cumin, and marmite, which keepers spread around the love hearts. Both tigers were enamoured by the new sights and smells and Durga swiftly knocked the heart over with a push from one of her large paws. The way to the red panda's hearts is food, so keepers offered a panda-perfect tasting menu of sweet corn riblets, sweet potato wedges and bamboo. Both couples are part of an EEP. EAZA Ex-Situ Programme, which is a breeding collaboration between European zoos organised by a stud bookkeeper, an animal matchmaker. EEPs for any endangered species are tightly regulated to ensure that the right matches are made, so the park hopes that the two couples will go on to play an important role in protecting their species from extinction. West Midlands Safari Park is now open daily and the Sumatran Tigers and Red Pandas are located in the park's walkthrough areas. Further information about West Midlands Safari Park is available from wmsp.co.uk or by telephone 01299 402 114.
4: The importance of battling against hatred was highlighted by a moving talk at a black country school from a Holocaust survivor. Mindu Hornick, was the guest of honour at Aldersley High School on Thursday as she spoke to more than 200 GCSE history students from years 10 and 11 about her life and experiences in Auschwitz. The 93-year-old spoke for nearly an hour about her childhood, being forced to move into a forced labour battalion being taken to Auschwitz-Birkenau, losing her mother and brothers, and the relief she felt at being liberated. Those in attendance were visibly moved by Mindu's story, which included graphic details of arriving in the concentration camp in Poland, with plenty of questions being asked in the Q&A session following the talk. Her visit was part of the Holocaust Educational Trust's extensive all-year-round outreach program which is available to schools across the UK, with Mindu saying it meant everything to be able to tell her story and continue to educate people. She said it means everything to be here today, as there's still a lot of terrible things going on in the world. It is very important to be at a school, as you have to start somewhere, and the best place to start is in schools, with education and hope they can strive for a better world. Mindu said that, like a lot of Holocaust survivors, she didn't speak about her experiences for years, but said that it was important to give personal testimony, as it meant more than seeing it in film or on television. She said, When I first started giving talks, it was difficult, but I had to dig down deep and not live in the past, and it was important to talk about that time. If those listening could go away with one thing, it would be to stand up to hatred and respect your neighbours without looking at colour, race or creed.
2: Motorway officers did a cracking job of saving Easter for cream egg fans after almost 200,000 of the chocolatey treats were stolen. Last week, police recovered almost 200,000 cream eggs and the number of other varieties of chocolate after they were stolen from a unit in Stafford Park in Telford. Motorway police spotted the lorry, presumably purporting to be the Easter Bunny, driving on the M6 through Birmingham and the Black Country before it was stopped northbound on the M42 and a 32-year-old man was arrested on suspicion of theft. The extravagant theft took place on Saturday with a chocolate collection thought to be worth around £40,000. So it was no yoking matter the Cadbury's cream egg is the UK's best selling confectionery item between New Year's Day and Easter, with annual sales in excess of 200 million eggs and a brand value of approximately £55 million.
0: Up now, it's trivia time, brought to us by Flashback Roger and his Did You Know feature. Flashback.
11: Hello again everyone, well I had a little wonder in our garden last week and I was glad to see that there were a few shoots poking through the earth and it made me feel like spring will soon be here and of course a sure sign that spring is on the way is that Easter eggs are back in the shops and he rode up, did you know that? Not all flower bulbs are actually bulbs, true bulbs are underground vertical shoots with modified leaves that are used for food storage. Plants in the lily family, like tulips, lilies and hyacinths and daffodils and so on, produce true bulbs. But other plants evolve different underground storage organs, corms, tubers, rhizomes and many more. But I'm sure that no one's going to complain if you call them all bulbs. Holland is the largest producer of bulbs in the world, producing 77% of the world's supply. Some 4.2 billion bulbs are grown there annually. Although the Netherlands is today famous for its bulb production, In fact no bulb is actually native to that country including their famous tulips which is originally a native from Asia. And tulip mania is one of the most famous market crashes of all time. As the popularity of tulips in Holland grew the bulb's value increased that only the wealthy could afford. There was a rush on tulip bulbs from 1634 to 1637 as speculators bought them hoping to sell at a higher price. Many did so during tulip mania but in 1637 too many speculators sold at once and the tulip market crashed, so ending the tulip craze. The world's heaviest bulb, but actually a corm, is that of the Titan Arum and it can weigh up to 340 pounds, 154 kilos. That's not surprising when you learn that the plant's unique leaf can measure up to 20 feet tall and 16 feet across. And in the language of flowers, tulips symbolise love in general, but there is a different meaning based on the colour tulip in question. For love and romance, red tulips are the way to go. If you want to convey an apology, white tulips are the flowers that you seek, and purple tulips are associated with royalty, while yellow tulips are great for cheer and happiness. And finally this week, and very strangely, bulbs actually plant themselves. Most have what's called contractile roots, as they grow, the roots pull them downwards to the appropriate depth. Well, what about that then? And that last item has done it for me, folks. Next year, no more digging holes. I'll just chuck the bulbs on top and let them get on with it. Oh, well, it's a thought anyway. But for me now, it's kettles on, me teapot's at the ready, and I've got a Kit cat this week on standby. So I'll just say bye till next week then. ta a bit. ta
0: Up now we have to hear what the weather has in store for us brought to us as always by mina
6: the weather for this week ahead is forecast to be mainly dry and settled with some sunny spells temperatures are forecast to drop a touch from last week averaging around nine degrees uv levels are expected to remain low all week the sunrise and sunset times are 7am for the sunrise, 17.45pm for the sunset. For Friday 24th of February, the forecast is looking dry, with sunny intervals and a gentle breeze throughout the day. Temperatures should read a maximum of 9 degrees. This settled spell of sunshine will continue as we move into the weekend. But hold on to those sun hats as we may start to see it become a little breezier. Temperatures will continue to hold up at 9 degrees, giving another pleasant end to the weekend. On to next week and the outlook remains bright, with this spell of dry weather set to continue until Wednesday 1st of March. Wow, hasn't February flown by? Despite it remaining breezy, temperatures should continue to hover around 9 degrees thanks to the lovely spells of sunshine. Things look set to become a lot more unsettled as we go into the new months. You'd be forgiven for thinking it was April welcoming us with some April showers as Wednesday and Thursday, 2nd of March, look to give a real mix of sunshine and showers. It may still feel a touch milder though as the breeze should ease down, allowing temperatures to reach 11 degrees. So, that's your forecast for this week. As always,
0: enjoy the weather. Cheers for that weather update, Mina. Up now, it's time to find out how our local football teams have been getting on.
4: With last weekend's late winner against Southampton being the icing on the cake to an enthralling encounter, hope was, for this weekend to be, the cherry on the top for Wolves' resurgence. It proved to be anything but, unless you were from the coastal resort of Bournemouth. Wolves' gap to the bottom three was shortened following a disappointing 1-0 home defeat against their relegation rivals. Julian Lopetegui made two changes to the team that beat Southampton last time out, and started in a 4-2-3-1 formation. Hugo Bueno, who had an impressive second half on the south coast, replaced Rayon Ainouri, while Adama Traore came in for the suspended Mario Lemina. Wolves started the game well and dominated possession in the early stages, but never turned on the gas, as they failed to take advantage. After early chances, Wolves' intensity fizzled out, and the game became a tough watch for the neutral and they were punished for that just four minutes into the second half when Marcus Tavernier bundled the cherries ahead. Wolves pushed for an equaliser but panicked and rushed in their application as they fell to a poor defeat in front of their own fans. Speaking after the match, Khulen lopetegi was fruity in response and did not mince his words, criticising Wolves' reaction to going 1-0 down. He said, ''Of course it's negative because we lost and didn't get more points. It's bad news for us.'' In the match the key moment was when we suffered a goal and after we weren't good. When you suffer a goal it's football and it can happen and it's about how you react. In the last 25 minutes we tried to arrive early in every position and we forgot to play football. That's why it was easier for the opponent to defend us. I am not happy with our last 25 minutes. When asked if his message to the players and supporters is that Wolves are still in a relegation battle, Lopetegi bluntly said, Of course, absolutely. We have to be balanced and continue working. It will be a long and hard race. Watford 3, West Brom 2. Albion's playoff hopes were stung by another blow as they fell to a third away championship defeat on the spin in a breathless 3 2 defeat at Watford. A fourth straight reverse on the road in all competitions saw 2020 Baggies promotion winning boss Slavan Bilic claiming the spoils against his former employers in the top six race. Bilic reaffirmed his largely joyous time at the Hawthorns in his programme notes, while also adding the belief he was axed just as the Baggies were building up some form in the Premier League at the back end of 2020. Current boss Carlos Corberan named an unchanged eleven from the side that succumbed to that late share of the spoils at home to Blackburn last Wednesday. Albion fans were in the mood to make a noise after a midweek journey, but there was little for them or the homestands to shout about in what was a tepid opening to the encounter. The baggies were poor at best in the first half, comfortably well below par. They fell behind in the 23rd minute and Albion were fortunate not to go into the interval two goals down. The head coach responded to the heavy jeers from the away end by, for the first time in his baggy's tenure, making changes at half-time. On came Grady Diangana and Molumbi for All Brighton and Chaloba. It paid off with Albion immediately better and level through Connor Townsend, ten minutes after the restart. The contest had cracked into life. However, three further goals, including a Jed Wallace equaliser in a chaotic second half that swung one way, then another, saw the 2,000 travelling fans leave disappointed and contemplating how their side was sliced open time and time again. Head coach Carlos Corberan was unhappy with how his side reacted to scoring and how they managed the seesaw clash in those important moments. We wasted the first 45 minutes and we didn't play. We were on the pitch without showing what we have to show, Corberan confessed. It's true that we didn't create enough because we didn't put in the energy and desire or commitment to play the game. In the second half, it was the total opposite. I said to the players at halftime that if we lose the game, we lose the game doing what we are able to do. We weren't competing or showing the skills we have as a team. But in the second half, we showed that. Attack, personality in the game. The head coach saw his side stay down in 10th in the championship. Four points adrift of the playoff places.
0: Have you done any good at the quiz this week? Well, now's the time to find out, as we have the quiz answers.
6: Hello, and here are your answers for this week's flashback quiz. Feeling confident? How will you score? Let's see. Question one. Are daffodils classed as producing a ball? And the answer? Yes, they are. Question two. How many bulbs are produced in Holland each year? And the answer here is 4.2 billion. Question 3. In what year did tulip mania end? And the answer, 1637. Question 4. What was the weight of the world's heaviest bulb or corm? And the answer here is 340 pounds or 154 kilos. Question 5. In the language of flowers, what does the tulip represent? And the answer here, of course, is love. And finally, question 6. What are purple tulips associated with? And the answer here is royalty. How did you get on? Did you get them all right? If not, not to worry. I will be back next week to test you once again. Bye for now.
0: Time now for part two of Scottish author Liz McIntyre Allen's bestseller Love Letters from a Desert Rat. Will Dear Nan reply to Alex's written marriage proposal? Let's find out. TNF Soundings
9: Features from across the UK.
12: I told you there were 300 letters. There was only one letter in Nan's writing. And it's her reply to that marriage proposal. My dear Alec, was I happy to see your handwriting again and to receive your welcome letter. And you know Alec, I was surprised to hear you were going overseas so soon. But well, life is full of surprises and we must just put a stout heart to a steep hill and as you always say keep the chin up well Alec I must get down to that big answer and responsibility as you call it well your wee nan's answer is yes Alec dear we've stuck to each other loved each other dearly in good weather why can't we be good partners in stormy weather and you know Alec I've been reading the papers and the Italians have had a good whacking, so the war won't last too long. Until then, you know that your nan will love you to the moon turns tartan. Cheerio, Alec, dear. With all my love and a tight hug and a kiss, yours forever, nan." That letter was written in December 1940. The good whacking wasn't really enough to finish the war. They were married on the 20th of December, wartime wedding, the front parlour at Shields Road. And from that time, they're apart for four and a half years. Four and a half years before internet, before easy communication. He was able to send occasional letters. He was able to send photographs. And the whole theme is somehow convey his world but also somehow not worry Nan. How does he manage it? He talks about the food and the flies. He talks about the weather and he talks about the food. And when it comes to his first anniversary and he's there in the western desert and he's keeping lorries going, all his thoughts are of one year ago. It's our first anniversary, my dear wife, And I stood beside you in the parlour, and it doesn't seem like a year ago. And Nan, I celebrated our first anniversary by having a right good wash with my water that I had been saving up for a few weeks now. And after I had my wash, I washed three pairs of socks and what was left. That wasn't too bad, was it? Remember your old chin, Nan. Keep your red cheeks, your loving husband, Alec. We can only imagine the impact on Nan back in Glasgow, and it's as if he understands that. He doesn't want to be too emotional, and the very next day, it's Christmas Day, and he's describing his world. Everywhere around me, Nan, is connected with war and with destruction. Can you try and visualise a t- couple, typical March day at home in Glasgow, Nan? There's rain being blown up or down Shields Road by a very high wind. The kind of days, Nan. The rain is fought washing down the faces of the tenements, bringing down a chimney pot here and there. Well, Nan. Try and picture that wind carrying sand, a very fine sand instead of rain. The sun is blotted out. It's like being in a fog dust is everywhere it's on everything you touch your eyes, ears, nostrils it's gritting between your teeth this nan is a true picture of the romantic desert and such a day is today and I'm writing this sitting in the driving cab of my lorry and it's the best place to be and our friends the Italians are on the retreat nan and they've left us thousands of eye-tie cigarettes they're called Macedonians and they're really quite good And their chocolate tastes very nice too, Nan. I have enclosed a wrapper. I'm sorry, I couldn't also send you the contents. Still, you can say you've had a piece by proxy, Nan, because I was wishing you had some when I was eating it. You can almost taste it, can't you, Nan? Ha ha. And the envelope that I still have contains the chocolate wrapper the months go on. The weariness goes on. In so many of his letters, he's replying to Nan. I'm glad you've got enough vegetables, Nan. Never leave your gas mask at home. But where are Nan's letters? He decides to tell her in January 1942. I was lost yesterday, Nan. I was lost in the trackless desert and then I found a lucky bearing from a star. And that's why I'm able to write to you tonight. One thing I must say, dear, is that I don't want you to think that I have all your letters, as that would be wrong. I keep them until I have quite a number, and then I read them all again, and then I gather them together, and I go out by myself, Nan, and I dig a hole in the desert, and I have a wee fire, and I bury the ashes. This is something I haven't told you before, dear, but I always have my wee fire on a Sunday morning between 11 and 12, because I know you'll be in church back home. I hold my own wee service then with your letters. Seems silly, doesn't it, Nan? But there you are. I always was a sentimental individual, you know. Cheerio. Meantime, dear wife, keep your chin up. Yours
0: always, Alec. Next up, we have the Beacon Lifestyle newsletter for March, providing you with all the information of the goings on, events and activities happening here at the Beacon (laughs) Centre.
8: Welcome to March's newsletter. Hope you're all good. Happy spring just want to say it's my favourite time of the year Bird singing lighter nights flowers starting to come through slightly warmer temperatures and you feel like you actually want to get out of bed and do something oh I love spring love 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 just to let you know I am really struggling to get people to book onto activities it's just it's got to be done due to staffing health and safety and costs so just make sure you are booking onto activities either email me or phone reception let them know also this month I'm going to be starting doing a drop-in session so you can come to me book the activities ask about all the trips it just might be easier for some people this month it's going to be wednesday the 1st of march 10 till half past 10 in the residence lounge so just please come and see me and have a chat also would you like to meet up with other visually impaired people in your local community in a setting close to your home let me know where and what you would like to do and we can see if we can set it up okay have a fabulous month i hope to see you all and take care bye monthly sessions for march
2: thursday 2nd of march it's book club at the beacon center sedgley in the residence lounge from 11am until 12 it's relaxed fun social group discussing the latest books we've read sharing ideas and thoughts over a brew This month, we also have an additional session running from 12 to 1pm straight after the book club. If you are available, we would truly appreciate your time and help as we look to collect information and feedback about personal experiences with all NHS services. Many thanks in advance. Wednesday, 8th of March. There will be swimming at Burt Williams Centre Bilston, WV140EF, from 11am till 12 with a private lane in the pool just for Beacon users. All abilities are welcome. Trips cost is £5, invoiced by Beacon. Minibus cost is £5 and departs at 10.20am Beacon to Bilston and back at 1pm. Lockers are a pound or a trolley coin. Monday 13th of March It's spinning at Central Baths, Wolverhampton. WV1 4EG from 11am until 12 using the indoor fitness bikes with a fixed wheel in our own private room to music that you have chosen, featuring cycling sprints and climbs with professional support from your instructor to get in and out of the saddle. The trip cost is £5, invoiced by Beacon. The minibus cost is £5 and departs at 10.30am, Beacon to Central Baths, and is back at 12.30pm. Friday, 17th of March, we have 10-pin bowling at Castlegate Dudley, DY1 40A, from 11am to 1pm. All abilities are welcome with a friendly, fun atmosphere for social bowling. The trip cost is £6.45 per game to be paid at the bowling alley on the day. Minibus cost is £5 and departs at 10.30am, beacon to Castlegate and back at 2pm. Monday, 20th of March. We have another swimming session at Burke Williams Centre, Bilston, WV14 0EF, from 11am to 12pm. The trip cost is £5 and invoiced by Beacon. Minibus cost is £5 and parts at 10.20am Beacon to Bilston and back at 1pm. Lockers are a pound or a trolley coin. Friday, twenty fifth of March. Walking at West Park, Wolverhampton WV1 4PH, from eleven am till twelve for a leisurely walk, and twelve to one to catch up in the cafe. Take it at your own pace and distance. Meeting at the Connaught Gate entrance point. Trip cost is free. Minibus cost is five pound and departs at ten thirty am, beacon to West Park and back at one30 pm. Volunteer guides are available so please do request when you book. From April we will also be offering some additional longer walks of two to three miles some of which may be of interest for more experienced walkers where we look to take on different terrains such as down old disused railway lines or along a canal side through Bagridge Country Park, Himley Park and many more. So, if you would like to be able to step outside for a walk and feel safer and comfortable doing it with a volunteer guide, then please get in touch with Mary and have a chat. Wednesday 29th of March Sees Mary's Movement Class, a seated and or standing class, working the whole body, with cardio weights and strengths for your ability. It's fun, friendly fitness with music of your choice from 10.30am to 11.30am based in the gym at the Beacon Centre and the cost is £4.50 invoiced by Beacon. Please make sure you book activities and leave a contact number. Some activities are weather permitting and some activities require a minimum number. All activities must be booked in advance by calling 01902 Unfortunately, due to non-attendance on the day of activities, any no-shows will be charged the cost of the activity and transport unless you have cancelled giving 48 hours notice. Please be aware we do have waiting lists and by not telling us you are not coming along, you may be stopping someone else from enjoying an activity.
1: What's on this month? Thursday 30th of March Black Country Living Museum's Historical Character Walk. The tour is from 11am to 12.30pm and will include lunch as well. For anyone that attended the November Walk, this tour will take a new route and offer a different talk to that experienced last year. We also have return trips planned for June and September, so you'll be able to make full use of your annual pass. We will meet at the main visitor welcome centre at 10.50am. The trip cost is 19 99 paid at the museum. But remember, this will grant you an annual pass, gaining you future access and admission to the museum for 12 months entirely free. Minibus cost is £5, which will depart at 10.20am from Beacon to BCLM and back at 2.30pm. Thursday 13th of April, Wellbeing Project Head for Health, will be running a six-week course at the Beacon Centre in the Residence Lounge. The sessions will run from 10.30am to 12 The project aims to help improve both physical and mental health well-being of adults aged 18 years and over. This course will allow all individuals to talk and receive support in a safe and relaxed environment. The workshops will look to help by including sessions on awareness, signs, symptoms, coping and support. The course is for Beacon Service users, limited places. Coming up in April, we will also have a cooking course, garden centre trip and a line dancing class. Please register your interest. How about some nostalgia this summer? On Friday 16th of June from 7.30pm, we have the 80s show at Dudley Town Hall. Would you like to go? Please let Mary know. Please remember all activities must be booked in advance on 01902 880 111.
5: VIP Group. We are a group of working-age people and or people who live independently with sight loss. We meet once a month for social gatherings. We are a friendly bunch that likes to try new activities, build friendships and encourage others to live life to the full.
8: VIP this month is Wednesday the 29th of March in the Beacon Coffee Bar. It will be running 6pm to 8pm. We have a speaker coming from the Guide Dogs Association. Laura Turner will tell us about her amazing story and answer any questions you have. Laura will be accepting any donations for the organisations, so why not come along?
11: What happened last month? In this edition of the Beacon Newsletter, we wanted to dedicate this whole section to the wonderful group of women who make Mary's Movement class happen. When they started the group, it began as an hour-long seated class. Now, six months on, and they're all standing up and active for much more of the hour. They are truly amazing. We're all incredibly proud of them, their effort, their patience, and their perseverance. They work so hard doing stretches, gentle aerobics, circuits, cardio, strength, and weights to each of their abilities. Mary makes sure they rest and chat when they need to, and that they have a laugh and a sing-along to the music as well. But most importantly of all, through the hard work and determination of every session, you'll still always find them all with beaming smiles on their faces. So why not come and join them? You can call Mary and have a chat on 01902 880 111.
13: If you need a bit of help with reading, have you thought about trying a video magnifier? A video magnifier is where you look at reading material through a screen. Now, video magnifiers come in different sizes, so they can have small handheld magnifiers, small enough that you can take out with you through to large desktop magnifiers that you keep permanently on a desk or a table. So a video magnifier, you can change magnification levels. So if your eyesight changes, you can press a button and increase the magnification level, or you can decrease the magnification level. The other advantage of a video magnifier is you can change contrast or backgrounds. So you might be looking at something in true color, but press a button, turn it into black and white, Press the button again, turn it into reverse, so it's white writing on a black background. Press the button again and then again for different combinations. They can be yellow and black, black on yellow, blue on yellow. It's whatever suits you, it's whatever works for you, so there's lots of flexibility with a video magnifier. You can adjust the brightness on them as well, and some you can store pictures on there, and some have reading lines to make it easiest for you to follow text whilst you're reading. So if you are struggling a little bit, maybe a video magnifier could be the answer now if you'd like to try one you can here at beacon just give us a call and make an appointment and bring something in with you that you struggle to read with and just try it and see if it helps you so if you'd like to try a video magnifier give us a call at beacon on 01902 880 111 and ask for a sight loss advisor so if you'd like an appointment to try a video magnifier It's 01902 880 111.
7: Are you interested in a six-week animal petting course where you can learn all about animal welfare, how to feed different animals, clean them, carry out health checks and petting? Some of the animals you will get to meet are goats, sheep, rabbits, chickens, ducks, guinea pigs, hamsters, fish, horses, alpacas and many more. Our first course will start on Tuesday the 18th of April, 11am till 12 and will continue on the 25th of April, 2nd of May, 9th of May, 16th of May and 23rd of May. Transport is free to and from Beacon. The cost is £25 for the six-week course. Please book now. How about a polling station support event at City of Wolverhampton Council WV11SH on Thursday, the 2nd of March from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. We are looking to help make a range of improvements to the polling station voting process, particularly aimed at improving the accessibility for people who may be experiencing a visual impairment, deafness or hearing loss, learning disabilities, we would really appreciate your feedback, so why not come along? Follow the link below to book your ticket. www.eventbrite.co.uk forward slash e forward slash polling hyphen station hyphen support hyphen event hyphen drop in event hyphen 10am to 6pm hyphen tickets hyphen 523 1797 for more information contact ms peers at beaconvision.org
8: hiya this month's meet the staff is sarah duffy she is fundraising coordinator and she has had the pleasure of working at beacon since september 2018. her role varies from day to day but the main focus is to help fundraise for beacon she organizes events such as Santa Run Color Run and Forget Me Not Tree to name just a few She works on the production line of Beacon's annual raffles from sourcing tickets to producing posters ordering raffle tickets and making sure everything is legally compliant as a charity Sarah likes to thank and acknowledge all donors that have kindly donated to Beacon and she ensures all details are recorded properly Sophie the Support Engagement Manager and Sarah recently had the pleasure of working with Callum in the Fab Lab She helped juice Christmas stock which was sold in all the charity shops and online at Etsy and she is currently helping produce items for Mother Day at ESA. She also manages the process of controlling Beacon collection boxes with the help of her amazing volunteer Chris Morgan. Every day at Beacon is different and she loves it so much.
5: Sedgeley Lifestyle Centre. We are open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 10am to 3pm. It's our base in Sedgeley. We run several activities each day, including cookery, crafting, pottery, computer work, gym sessions, listening to music, quizzes, and reminiscing. We keep well hydrated with tea, coffee, and water, and we have the restaurant to attend to for a hot meal if we don't bring our sandwiches with us. We are lively, fun, and love to have a laugh. Why not come and join us? for a trial day. Contact Beacon's reception and ask for more information. You can call us on 01902 880 or email inquiries at beaconvision.org.
4: Stourbridge Lifestyle Centre. Stourbridge Lifestyle Centre is open every Thursday from 9am to 2pm. We are based in the Mary Stevens Centre, our homely base. We are a small, friendly group that are looking for new members to join us. We love our different quizzes and listening to music from the 1940s right through to more recent chart toppers, whilst enjoying a good cup of tea or coffee. We are lucky to have a wonderful cafe on site, so if we don't bring our lunch, we can choose from a variety of hot or cold dishes. We love to talk and communicate and chat about our pets, hobbies and trips out. Would you like to join us for a free trial day? Contact Beacon on 01902 880 111 and we can arrange it. It would be great to meet you.
8: And finally, just a quick reminder, there is still accommodation at Beacon Course. Beacon Court is located in Sedgley, just a short distance from Wolverhampton City Centre. We have parks, local shops and public transport links right on our doorstep, offering you comfort, security and convenience alongside the independent living and a wide variety of choices. Each home has its own front door, individual access card, two bedrooms, a store, a wet shower room, a lounge with kitchen and appliances, gas central heating, UVBC glazed windows. Beacon provides a 24-7 care site on team to deal with any emergencies 365 days a year. And there's a pull cord in each apartment that you help raise an emergency. You also get a 30 minute a week wellbeing post call from either Suki or Amanda. And they help go through things like your post, paying bills and just giving you some extra support. If you or you know of anyone else who might be interested, please call Bromford on 01902 882170 to speak to the scheme manager. Regarding getting in touch with Beacon, we have our website, which is www.beaconvision.org, Facebook at Beacon Centre, Twitter at Beacon Centre, Instagram at beaconvision.org, Our main address for the building in Sedgley is Wolverhampton Road East, WV4 6AZ. Our centre in Starbridge is Mary Stephen Centre, 221 Hagley Road, Starbridge, DY8 2JP. And don't forget, if you want to opt out of receiving this newsletter, please contact The Beacon on 01902 880 111. Have a fabulous month.